1: we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, this episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Producer University, formerly the Producer Society. So Producer University is a revamp that God came in and changed up our whole little situation in our community. And we are now Producer University. Here's the word that God gave me. He told me that a society is just a group of people hanging out, doing all the things together. But in fact, he wanted this to be a place of learning, growth, and development for his daughters. And so now PHS is now PHU. So we offer online mentoring and a community of like-minded women where we study everything about life, growing in your goals, growing in Christ. I mean, we get our whole life together. We have guest speakers. We have Bible studies. We have our business center. There's just so many courses and unbelievable resources and revelation that's been being had within the university since we started. I absolutely implore you that if you are looking to grow in your life, if you're looking to grow in your career, if you're looking to grow in leadership skills, you need to be a part of Producer University. I'm telling you, this. Yesterday's price ain't going to be tomorrow's price probably, okay? So if you have not yet signed up for Producer University, go ahead and click the link in the bio so that you can get your two-week free trial. You have nothing to lose in every thing to gain. So again, I implore you, sign up for Producer University, go over to the God Goes and Girl Talk website, check out our new swag because it's popping, okay? There's that part. And go ahead and get in community with us. We have such an amazing time in Christ. We do Bible studies every week. We do um, community check-ins. We fast together. We learn together. We have amazing guest speakers that come in. And it's just such a good way to grow into things of the Lord and to be about your business entrepreneurship business lifestyle finances all the things leadership skills it has been an amazing amazing transformation and I want y'all to be a part of it so go ahead and head over to the link in the show notes start your two-week free trial today and let's start the show Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. So today we are continuing our conversation from last week on how to give godly advice. Um, last week, we talked about the importance of wise counsel, and we established that there are six elements that are necessary for you to give godly advice when people come a-knockin', child, because they will come. Um, and understand, even if they haven't come yet, child, as you continue to grow in Christ, honey... Days on the way, okay? I'm telling you that at one point um, in my life, on my lunch hour, I literally would have people floating in and out of my office seeking advice. And even at one point, we were having Bible study at lunch in my office okay, this is at a medical facility because people kept asking me for help. And it was not because I was walking through, praying the walls down um, as I would go from room to room to see patients, but it was that light that would draw them in. So when we serve in this way, we want to make sure that um, we are glorifying God. So we talked about the You know, just kind of the conundrum that comes with that, though. Um, It was upsetting me and my PHU homegirls that we would give this advice. And a lot of times we would have people who would not follow the advice. And so we want to make sure that we are following kind of these six elements that the Holy Spirit downloaded into me to ensure that we're at least on the right track when we are giving godly advice. So if you have not yet listened to last week's episode, we talked about the first three elements that you need to have um, as a part of your conversation when you are giving godly advice. God was out here dropping some major gems last week. So we're going to do a quick recap and then we're going to hop right into the second half of our list. So to recap, last week, we learned that when we are giving godly advice, we must first seek from God on where and when to pour because we don't want to find ourselves giving things that we wasn't supposed to have gave. Okay, like don't be giving what you ain't supposed to give, sis. Second, we want to make sure that we have clear boundaries. So Prophetess Tanya, who we love here on the show, once said something to me that was very, very profound. She said that the only person who has unconditional rights to me is God. Okay, like he's the only one that the only one the only one is god that has unconditional rights to me with no boundaries no none of that is the lord okay that's it now if you marry, your spouse also has rights honey let let's be clear yeah i want to be married so bad but y'all don't know we be having to make priorities and prioritization choices over here um and so we want you to know that you need to set boundaries. And when setting boundaries, you need to use prioritizing and prioritize what's important to you. That is the key to setting effective boundaries is making sure that your prioritization is in check. Side note, we have a whole class on this in PHU. Okay, that's it. That's all. Um Everyone cannot be calling my phone at 10, 11 o'clock at night because I have a husband, right? It's a boundary for me. It's a boundary for my husband. We ain't don't have, um, we have these fur babies right now. They don't really be caring who calls. But when I have kids, like you cannot do that. Now, once my phone go on D&D for the night, honey, that's it. Now, there are some people who are on the exception list, but even those people who are on that list are aware that typically, as my daddy say, uh, we in bed by nine o'clock, like we 50 years old. So he knows that after a certain time, I'm not available, but also knows that if he needs to get in contact with me for whatever reason, that he can call and my phone will ring and I will answer, but it better be good. Because if you abuse that, (laughs) <laughs> if you abuse that, um, that privilege of being on my exception list and I pick up the phone and you don't want there, uh, nah, uh, uh-uh, you guess what? You're not going to be on the exception list. Okay. I'm glad that y'all know. So the second thing is setting boundaries. <laughs> Third, um, we want to ensure that we are pointing people back to God. Okay. They should be seeking God prior to seeking us out. And we can pray with people and pour um, into them as led by God, but we want them to know that we are just a resource and God is the source. Okay. I'm just here. So I won't get fined. Marshawn Lynch, like I'm here, and the only the thing that you see is the overflow of what God has poured into me. I'm just a resource; God is the source. So we have to make sure that we are pointing people back to God always. Um, we want to make sure that He knows. Uh, That he's in the situation, he's in the midst, because what comes out of my mouth should just be a a form of confirmation of what God already said. And you can talk to God for yourself because people, oh, girl, I don't know how to pray that this is a good place to start because it's just a conversation. Okay, God knows what you need before you even need it, before you open your mouth. So that's what we need you to do. So we need you to make sure that you are, one, seeking God on where and when you should pour, setting boundaries, and then making sure that you're pointing people back to God. Hey, God Girls and Girl Talk podcast listeners, what's up? It is your girl, Charlotte Walker. So I recently started sending out to our email list the opportunity to study um, weekly devotionals with PHU and myself, and I want to take it a little bit further. I don't really like the fact that we're limited to 150 participants in our studies, and God laid it on my heart to share our Monday Mana post with you. So Monday Mana is something that we do within Producer University, where we get a a Bible study, devotional, that kind of lasts us throughout the week. We have a group discussion, etc., cetera, et cetera, on it. Now, of course, if you're not in PHU, you can't participate in the group discussion, but the content is still so, so good. So I want to start sending out weekly Bible studies to help you get guided in your study to help you become become consistent in your time with God and I really want to challenge you to dive deeper than you ever have before so if you are interested in being a part of our Monday mana subscription list make sure that you click the link in the bio so that you can get started with us today okay so let's get back to the show So we're not going to waste any time. Let's hop into point number four. Point number four of how to give godly advice is to use godly wisdom. Okay? When you are sharing with someone who is in need of advice, be sure that it is godly wisdom. And that means that you are utilizing scripture that they can reference in your advice. So this means two things. One, this means that you have to know God's word for yourself. Okay, you have to make sure that we know God's word in a way that we can share it, even if we don't have a Bible in our hands. Okay, we have to be able to um, encourage and empower people by speaking. and sharing God's word with them. So even if you don't know the scriptures offhand, child, you can say the Bible says and insert the rest of the scripture. There's a lot of things. I know a lot of Bible and I'm getting better at, um, learning how, like, you know, memorizing the scripture. Some of it is just memorization and knowing where to find this scripture, but the word is still in my heart. Okay. I know that the word tells me that I need to be planted, um, planted like a tree by the rivers of the water. Okay. And I ain't going to thirst and it's going to be great. All right. But like I need to be rooted in God. And I know that's in Proverbs three. I want to say Proverbs three and five, but also that could be wrong because I have not studied, studied all the way. And so it's really important that on us, that we know, um, God's word and it's hidden in our heart. That's also David has said that in the Bible. Okay. So, and I want to say that that's in Psalms somewhere child. Y'all pray for me. Um, we're doing, we have Bible study cards that, uh, we are doing now in PHU so we can get better at this. So I encourage you to, if you don't, to, um, make your own Bible study cards. I have some, um, Bible study cards that I'll link in the show notes. Um, if you are struggling in that area and if you really, really struggling child join PHU, it's like almost 60 some odd cards. And then I add new cards every month. So we are really pushing to do what God has called us to do. Okay, amen. So you want to make sure that you know God's word for yourself. That's how you can use and give godly wisdom. If I give advice to someone and I'm in the car driving, a lot of times I'll share what I know. So I'll share the scripture. I'll share whatever God has on my heart. And even if I don't know the exact location, what I'll do is I'll then follow up later with a text, just encouraging that person and say, hey, here are some of the scriptures um, that you should meditate on. And these scriptures are often things that I referenced earlier, like in our conversation when I gave the advice. So if you find yourself not feeling equipped with scripture, okay, start studying start studying because we want to make sure that when we're giving advice, we're giving godly advice. We're not out here giving Jasmine Sullivan bust the windows out your car advice. We're not out here giving sneaky link advice like, honey, give godly advice only because we are going to be held accountable for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. So you want to make sure that you are giving godly advice and godly wisdom, not only because we're going to be judged for that, but you want true transformation to take place. And the only way that people Can be transformed is through the renewing of their minds. That's in Romans 12 and 2, honey. Okay, I know that one. Uh, It's through the renewing of their minds, which happens um, with studying God's Word. So God has really, like I said, been pushing us in that area. And so that's something that you have to have. Remember that God's word is your sword in spiritual warfare. That's in Ephesians 6. Okay, I know where that is, child. It is the sword. It's a part of the armor of God. And so when you're giving advice, you want to be able to arm your sister with God's word so that she can continue to battle effectively in the spirit. Also, this does not negate like the need for practical wisdom um so that doesn't mean that somebody call and they say that they're struggling in their finances and this is what I love about what God has us doing in PHU and I'm just saying this like genuinely y'all can join or not join honestly because it's a situation but um even today we are um we're doing our weekly fast and we always talk about you know what we're fasting for so we can pray for one another and someone Um, Mentioned that they were looking for financial breakthrough. And what I love about God is that, you know, we can have the scripture that God shall supply all of our needs, Philippians 419, and also have um, a link that I can send her to say, hey, we're actually, you know, under courses, we have the um, financial literacy course provided by the FDIC. And if you're on our email list, I sent that out to you as well. So make sure you're on that. Um, But the FDIC has a financial literacy course that you can take. And so this does not mean that when we're giving um, godly wisdom that we're not giving practical wisdom as well. Right. Like if you need help with the budget or if you need to, to point them to therapy or to counseling, then do that because they, we have to operate here in the natural as well. But this means that everything that you say can be backed up with God's word, right? Because faith without work is dead. So you can believe God for financial deliverance, but you also need to get some financial literacy in your life. So that way you can put the work with your faith. Amen. So we want to make sure that all of the knowledge that you have comes from God. And that's why utilizing scripture and giving godly wisdom is so important. And this is another way to honor God while giving advice that you know is sound. Okay, like this is how we honor God. This also means that um, all of the advice that you give may not be what feels good to their flesh. But it may, it's going to be what's needed for them to grow in Christ. we The Bible says in um, Proverbs 27, 17, that iron sharpens iron. That means that you can't be dull and expect the other person to get sharp, right? Even in a in a medical thing, sometimes you have to really um, make sure that you're dealing with the whole wound, right? Now, we're about to have a medical lesson, and this is off the cuff, so hear, hear me out. You can have a wound that underneath the surface... Is not it's it's rotting and decaying. It needs to be what we call debreeding. So we clean all of that out. We go in. It's uncomfortable. There's payments that have to be involved. There's lots of healing that has to take place. On the surface, that wound may not look like. It is infected as bad as it is, but what will happen is a lot of times if you don't take care of that thing, that thing will get into their bones and that infection will get into their bloodstreams and now they have septicemia, so now they're septic and they're in the ICU clinging on to life for a wound that doesn't look that big. don't look that bad on the surface so make sure that when we are giving godly advice that you are not afraid to go in dig into that wound, to debride it and say sus, okay we need to make sure that you're following god's 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 word and not your own feelings girl you didn't let this man do this this and that to you about 16 times sis now come on and it may not feel good, they may not always agree, but you need to know that you are really edifying them in Christ, that you are really... Um Giving godly advice and whether or not they receive it in this moment, you planted seeds that you know came straight from God. That you're trying to help them to, before this thing gets into their bloodstream. Do you hear me? Because that's the way that sin works. That's the way that a lot of these different devices that the enemy has. That's the way that it works. It don't look that bad on the surface. We try to put a little um, oh girl, let me pray for you band aid on top. When really we need to get into some scripture. And I may have to say some things that you may not may not like in the moment, but it's what you. Need to hear. So it is so important that you are not only trying to appease the flesh of people by giving them what um, I've heard the, the older saints say, just giving them the milk of the word. They need the meat. After a while, milk ain't gonna do nothing for you when you're no longer a baby. Okay. Once you hit about one year old, honey, you need substance, you need meat, you need protein because you're not gonna get all that you need um, based on just drinking milk you drink milk out of a bottle after a long while your teeth gonna fall out because you're gonna have bottle rot you hear what i'm saying so you need to make sure that we're not afraid to um, make people uncomfortable a lot of times god's word will it is empowering it provides grace it provides love it provides mercy but there are also times where god's word god's word will make you go oh jesus and make you gather your pearls and clutch your pearls and gather yourself. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to edify us, transform us. The songs always say, I want to be trialed by fire, purified. That hurts. Fire burns, right? And so we need to make sure that we're delivering the truth in love. That's in the Bible. <laughs> that we're delivering the truth in love, but we're not watering down God's truth, especially when he's calling you to say a thing. And so it is so important that they know when they are coming to you that they're going to get God's truth, not my opinion, but God's own truth and some practical wisdom and some love up in there, okay? A lot of times this contradicts what feels good to our flesh, it contradicts what feels good to our feelings, and it contradicts what the world says. And this is another one of those elements that will either lead them to growing in God's word or they will stop calling because they never wanted real advice, they just wanted... Um, you to hype them up okay like they just wanted to be hyped up in the flesh and no matter what whether they continue to call or not whether they receive God's word or if they decide that they don't want to receive God's word and they stop calling you to God be the glory Number five on our list is to be solution focused. So for this, like for me, like, let me tell y'all this, this the one, okay. I cannot stand when people just want to call and carry on and carry on and carry on some more, honey. But there is no solution that they are looking for. Just fussing, just no reason and you want me to ingest that into my spirit Mm -mm. Mm -mm. typically after i listen to someone explain the situation um and we establish that they've already taken this to god my next question is typically somewhere along the lines of what does a resolution look like for you in this in this scenario like best case like what does it look like for you and is that achievable Okay, whether it's a spat between friends, a financial situation, um, considering a career change, um, I really need to know what resolving this problem looks like. We can determine if it's realistic. We can come up with some kind of solution, child. But if the response is I'm not looking for a solution to the problem, I just want to vent. I'm 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 a, I'm a go ahead and head out of this conversation with love. Okay. Because I cannot afford to take up my emotional capacity with you carrying on and fussing about everyone and everything without any attempt to find a solution. Okay. The Bible says that we should pursue the things that make for peace and the things by which one may edify one another. Okay. And that's in the new King James version of Romans 4, 19. So if we're not in the, in the pursuit, which means that we are engaging, um, in an activity, if we are not in the pursuit of finding peace through some sort of solution, I cannot help you, sis, I can't help you, right? Godly wisdom calls for me to lay down my carnality of me wanting the latest tea of me wanting to listen to you. Mm-hmm, girl, yes. And I, that don't mean I don't be tempted. But I have to lay down my carnality and I still have to guard my heart through protecting my ear gates and my eye gates. And a lot of times what I find happen too is I have to protect my time. Like, child, I don't want to sit here and listen to you rant and rave for 40 minutes and it doesn't, there's no solution. There's no way that I can help you. You don't want godly wisdom. You just want to fuss. No, I'm okay. This, this ain't over here. We are solution-based, right? And now there are times that um you know we're in situations where you need to be sensitive and the best way to support someone is through silently listening and just offering your presence right like i absolutely do have people call me about loved ones being sick i have people call me about um um loved ones you know passing away and i don't then go well what's your solution to your grief like that's trash. <laughs> like that is not this. What I'm saying is that we wanna make sure that we're walking in love and edifying people at all times. So y'all use y'all common sense. Okay. Y'all know that if somebody calls you, you talking about their mama died, if you well, what well what's the solution? Don't do that and then blame it on me. No. No ma'am. Um, but there are times where you can ask questions like, how can I best support you? Or what do you need right now? Those are those times. And it still goes along with alleviating some level of duress um, through pro- providing a solution, even if it's temporary or something simple like you ordering food, right? So I had a friend of mine, her mom um, was having a surgical procedure and I said, what, what can I do to make this a little bit less stressful or a little bit um, easier on you? And so I was able to bring some food for her mom and her. So that way she didn't have to worry about cooking, right? Shout out to Bri. Um, And so even in that, that wasn't, I couldn't stop her mom from um, having surgery. And we prayed about that. And we, you know, we did all the things that we could do in the spirit, but in the natural, I could absolutely commit to making sure that y'all got something to eat. Okay. And so making sure that when we're talking about being solution focused, that we're being sensitive to the situation. But a lot of times if people are just calling you cussing and fussing, child, like what you want, what do you want me to, what, what do you need in this moment? If they don't have an idea of what they need or if the solution that you propose is not good enough for them, we're gonna have to wrap this call up, okay? Next, the last thing is when it's all said and done, When it's all over and over, cast the situation to God, okay? The last element of providing godly advice is so critical. Um, It's because you are avoiding spiritual and emotional burnout through now casting the cares of others onto God. A lot of times what happens is we take a lot of burdens on that don't belong to us. And it's because we genuinely have a heart for people. Even me working in healthcare, there are patients and stories and things that I hear that are gripping, you know, that grip my heart. And I have to make sure that I cast those situations to God because that will lead to spiritual and emotional burnout, okay? I have to make sure that, you know, we are really, like... Casting it to God and leaving it there because we'll cast the situation to God and then be like, oh God, you ain't handling it right and come back and pick it up and then want to know why you stressed. Um, one of our PHU members, we was talking about this in a check-in and she had me cracking up because she was like, you know what? At some point, the situation is above me now. Like, and it just cracked me up and I know it's not new, but it's definitely the mindset that we have to have when we pray and give God the situation concerning ourselves and others, right? Once you cast it, child, it's above me now. I don't, I don't know what else to do. And I ain't got to figure it out. It's not my job. See my manager. Okay. Talk to my manager, big G-O-D, because it's not, it's not Sharla who's in charge here. Um, We have to remember too, that God provides every need, not us. And so it moves you out of a position of feeling like if I had made more money and I could help them or whatever the case may be, where you're carrying the burdens of people, God's power and resources are unlimited, but ours are not. Okay. God never sleeps and he don't slumber and he can be everywhere at once. And we definitely need to sleep. And I cannot be everywhere at once. And so I know that sounds very, very simplistic, but if it were that simple, everybody would would be doing this and we would have less people feeling so overwhelmed, um, especially believers who are feeling overwhelmed by the things of this world. And so we know that it's not our place for us to be God, but honestly, a lot of times we will find ourselves trying to be God for ourselves and other people, and you're out of position and you're out of line and you're out of order and we got to repent. I've been in this situation more than once and it's not even. Now that I don't care, it seems like I don't care to people, but it's just because I cannot allow the things of this world to get me off course, to get me out of my purpose, to get me emotionally distracted, right? I shared that, um, that lesson that I taught. A couple weeks ago um, that I taught in PHU about being emotionally distracted. I cannot not allow the things of this world to emotionally distract me and get me off course for what God has called me to do. No one should be able to call your phone, have a conversation with you, and your day is so thrown off to where you can't function anymore. Now, if you receive devastating news or something like that, I get it. But even in that, there's a level of you having to now cast the situation and your emotions to God so you can continue to do what he's called you to do. And so because we um, genuinely love people, we have to make sure that we are not stepping outside of God's divine will and the God's order, right? We have to follow the instructions that were given to us in First Peter five and seven, which was to give all of our worries and cares to God because He cares for us, right? He knows the head, the hair on our heads. He knows each and every one of us in ways that are so unimaginable because He made us. Like he made your friend, he made your mama, he made your auntie, whoever calling you child with all of their problems, he made them too. And so while it may not always feel good to watch someone you love go through a trying season, you really have to cast your cares and theirs to God and remind yourself of God's truth and his word. So that way you can continue to press forward in the things that God has called you to do. Okay, so let's recap all six elements of godly advice before we sign off. So, number one, seeking God for where and when to pour out. Number two, setting boundaries and priorities. Number three, redirecting back to God. Number four, using godly wisdom. Number five, be solution focused. And lastly, when it's all said and done, cast the situation to God. I really want y'all to use these six elements of godly advice to not only um, seek godly advice or give godly advice, but also to seek the advice that you get from people. Okay. If these elements are lacking in in your wise counsel, you need to really go to God and ask him If these, the people that's supposed to be my wise counsel, if they're not, um, even if some of them child, even if it's not, it may not be all six, but at the very least, if they're not redirecting you back to God and using godly wisdom, that's not wise counsel. It's just some people you be talking to. Okay. Um, also look at the fruit of the advice that you get from them. Okay. So you know that we always talk about the fruit. Go back and examine the fruit and the conversations. And God may be con- calling us ourselves to cons- to reconsider our own wise counsel. So I pray that this has helped you as much as it's helped me. And that is it for this week's episode. I love y'all. Continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I'll, I'll talk tell you guys to y'all enjoyed week. this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit, it has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye!